Welcome, Buffalo Sabres fans. And I apologize. I'm sure that you are going through the same kind of uh, disappointment that I'm going through right now with the Jack Eichel injury. And if you're a Buffalo sports fan, if you're also a Bills fan, then you know exactly how this feels. This shouldn't be anything new to you. Uh, But it doesn't make it any easier when it does happen. And fans have suffered through this team, first being mired in mediocrity for a long time, but then going through the two tank years, coming out of it with Sam Reinhart, Jack Eichel, you know, you you got to see last year what those two guys can do and um, some of the other pieces that have been brought in. And I think everybody was really excited coming into this year. This is the first year with real expectations in a long time. Not that the expectations are to go out and win a Stanley Cup, but there are real playoff expectations. This team is expected to be in the playoff race. You know, that there are some veteran pieces here. The defense has been upgraded a little bit uh, from being one of the worst units in the league last year to hopefully being at least um, around the you know twentieth if you want to if you want to try to rank defensive units in the NHL. Uh, and you had to think that this group up front was going to take a big step big step forward with Eichel getting better, Reinhardt taking another step, um, bringing in Kyle Oposo. You have Ryan O'Reilly's very steady. You hope that Evander Kane comes in and, and improves his offensive production this year. Tyler Ennis coming back. There was a lot to be excited about. You thought maybe this is the year that Robin Leonard stepped forward and really became a number one goalie at the NHL level. You kind of wait for that every year with him. But Jack Eichel is now hurt. And this team struggled with injuries all throughout camp. Uh, O'Reilly's banged up. Kulikov is banged up. Bogosian was banged up. Um, Okposo still banged up. But Eichel being gone, that's really different. I, he's the most exciting player on the team. He's the guy that really gets fans out to the game, the, the casual fans at least, out to the games. Uh, and he was the, the player I was most excited to watch this year, and I think most of us would say the same thing. And for him to get hurt for at least four to six weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's longer than that because high ankle sprains are serious injuries and they can linger for a long time. And I think that four to six weeks is a conservative estimate. And I would expect him probably to be coming back closer to Christmas than to, than to, than to Thanksgiving. Maybe I'm just being pessimistic, but that's my expectation right now. Uh and without Jack Eichel, really, your whole forward group up front looks different. What I thought they would do, I thought that they would move Sam Reinhardt over to center. And I do think that's ultimately what's going to happen. But that's not what happened. Uh, at least O'Reilly looks like he's going to play. He was in question for the opener. Looks like he'll play, so at least he'll be in the lineup. Uh, Kulikov also is out. Uh, but Bogosian is in the lineup. So you'll be without... Really, the two big off-season additions, Okposo and Kulikov, and without your star in Eichel, it's pretty hard to be as excited about this opener as we typically would be. And you always expect there to be some injuries coming into the season. Expecting a team to ever be completely healthy in the NHL is kind of a pipe dream. But this team has really struggled already, and it comes after the Bills went through an off-season in training camp where it seemed like every day somebody else is getting banged up. Now this player is suspended. You know, now this player is hurt. 
and very important players. You know, probably the best defensive player on the team, if not the best player on the team, Marcel Darius. Uh, he got suspended for missing a drug test. You end up losing Sammy Watkins for, if not the entire season, most of the season. He's currently on injured reserve. Um, Chantrell Henderson had Crohn's disease. Uh, just this that, that whole team was banged up. Charles Clay has been banged up basically the entire year. Carlos Williams got suspended, ended up getting cut. It It's just been a brutal year for Buffalo sports so far. And I think we do deserve a good year, a healthy year, uh, but I don't know if we're going to get it this year. And maybe, maybe it's just not in the cards this year. I don't want to get too pessimistic about this, but it's hard not to be when you've seen this story time and time again coming into the season with a lot of promise and then certain events, whether it's injuries or other events, uh, cause the team to not live up to expectations. And like I said before, the expectations weren't super high for this team. I think people were expecting a considerable improvement and to be right in the playoff race. They were out of it last year and then kind of in a no-pressure uh, environment, they did quite well down the stretch and were played at a playoff pace down the stretch. But it's very different playing that way over an entire season versus playing that way in a no-pressure, spoiler-type role. Uh, but here are the lines going into tonight. And like I said, this is without Jack Eichel, without Kyle Oposo, and without Dmitry Kulikov. So it's the other 20 players on the roster. They have not made a corresponding call-up yet. Uh, so Molson and Delorier both step into the lineup up front, and then Casey Nelson will be in the lineup on the back end, where all of those guys may have been extras. At least they were projected as being extras in my initial lineup. I'm not sure. Maybe Hudson Fashing would have been sent down. Uh, but basically, uh, absent Eichel, you're now going to have O'Reilly, Larson, Gergensen's down the middle. Reinhardt staying on the wing, playing with O'Reilly. It looked like he was going to play with Eichel and Kane, but now it looks like O'Reilly is now the center on that line. So you have Kane, O'Reilly, and Reinhardt. Then the Ennis and Felino pairing that I talked about, they are together um, with Larson centering them. And then on the third line, you've got Molson, Gergensen's, and Fashing. And then fourth line, Delorier, Grant, Gianta. So the Grant, Gianta pairing stayed together um, as well not a very promising forward lineup I don't love having Reinhardt on the wing I know that taking him off the wing then you deplete this team's wing depth even further but I hope that when Oposo comes back Bilesma at least thinks about putting Reinhardt at center because I think having another high-end center like him and he is a high-end player in this league he's he's proven to be a high-end wing um he's yet to prove that he's a high-end center but i think he will be uh putting him at center and having o'reilly and reinhardt being able to to center two separate lines would be fantastic it's a center driven league and i would love to see really the two best forwards left be the centers on your top two lines and you hope that they play well enough to kind of carry the lack of wing depth around them so those are the lines going into tonight uh it's 
pretty much what I would have expected if Reinhardt wasn't going to play center. So obviously having a Riley Larson, Gergensen's Grant down the middle, that makes sense. And then keeping Ennis and Felino together and putting them on Larson's wing on the second line, that makes sense. The only thing that I maybe would have seen being different would be Gergensen centering that line and Larson staying with staying on the third line with Molson and Fashing. But the fourth line with this forward lineup makes the most sense and I don't really have an have an issue with the makeup. I just have an issue with that's not a very good forward lineup. And it's not that much better than this team's forward lineups were during the tank years. And the, this team needs the forwards to carry them because the defense is not great. It's not going to be great. Uh, it should be marginally better than it was last year, maybe even markedly better than it was last year. But it's not going to be good or great. So on the back end, you have Georges playing next to Ristolainen now basically replacing Kulikov. You have the McKay-Bogosian pairing that's looked pretty much like a sure thing coming into this year. And then Franson and Nelson playing together on the third pairing. And Franson playing on the left side to facilitate having four righties in the lineup. And then Leonard will get the start and goal. Obviously on the other side, I'm sure everybody's heard Carey Price will not be in the lineup. And talking about Montreal and what my expectations are for them, I don't have very high expectations for them. I I think they will be right in the playoff race. I think they're going to be in that competition for one of the wild card spots. Uh, but I'm not picking them as a as a favorite by any stretch to really contend for this division. I think this division's Tampa's to lose. I don't think Florida's going to repeat what they did last year. Florida's still going to be a good team. I think they will make the playoffs. Their young guys are only going to continue to get better. They are missing Huberdeau now for uh, a considerable length of time to start the season. But their young guns are going to continue to get better, and that team has quality vet- veteran leadership as well. I think they'll be good. This is Tampa's division to lose, and I think Florida is in that class behind them. Then you have a whole mess of teams really fighting to see who's going to be third, who's going to be the third dog in this division. And I think Montreal is in that in that race. I think a healthy Buffalo could be in that race, depending on the, the kind of step up that Eichel would have made. But I think four to six weeks at the least without him, it's going to be very hard for this team to keep pace with everybody else. So I'm kind of taking the Sabres out of that race. But just coming into the season – Looking at the rosters, I think Buffalo had a pretty good chance. I think Detroit's going to fall out of that group. I think they are going to get worse. I think they are poorly run. I think this is the year that the that the playoff streak ends for them. Kenny Holland's done a horrible job. I think he will be fired soon, or you know he'll resign. But it'll really be them asking him to leave and to leave honorably by resigning rather than needing to be fired. Uh, but I don't like the makeup of that team. Mrazek I like a lot. He's a very good goaltender. But their defense is poor. It makes the Sabres defense look look good. Uh, and I don't think they're going to be that great up front. They're really relying on a big step up from Larkin. And I think they need they need uh, Athanasiu. They need him to come in and make a big impact. And for his speed to to be a big deal. But I don't think he's that type of player that's going to come in and score 20, 25 goals for them. Uh, but Zetterberg's going to continue to take a step back. And a lot of their other guys are what they are. You know, you've, 
you they heavily rely on Justin Abdelkader, who is what he is. He's going to get you his 15 goals. He's, yeah, a, a valuable middle six player, maybe. But he's not the type of guy they need to be leaning on up front. And that's what they do with him. And they just sign him to a, to a long-term deal. Uh, they just lost two potentially valuable younger players in Martin Furk and Timu Polkanen, which I think is it embodies their poor asset management in, in recent years. And they signed some veterans, brought them in to, I think, try to fill the gaps and hopefully make another run at the playoffs. Franz Nielsen, Vanek. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be enough. And I think other teams are up and coming, and they're going to continue to fall back. I think Boston's going to be in that conversation. Uh, they're, they're also not a team that I think is really looking up tremendously over the long term. But at the same time, I, I do think that they've got the pieces in place to, to make another run at the playoffs and to be about as good as they were last year. And really, they were in the playoff race until the last day last year. So I think they're going to be in that conversation. Um, Ottawa, I think I would pick to be at the bottom of this division. I am cheating a little bit getting to watch them yesterday, but I think it's going to take them time to, to figure out Guy Boucher's system. They're not that talented. Their defense isn't very good either. Uh, their goaltending isn't tremendous. They're not really great at any aspect of the game. They're they're undisciplined. Uh, like I said, poor defensively, and they don't score enough goals to make up for it. And then Toronto is interesting as well. I think they will be considerably better than they were last year. They will be able to score. They're exciting to watch. Um, their defense, though, is similar to Buffalo's and worse. They've got the one guy they can lean on, Morgan Riley. Jake Gardner is very good. You could probably put him in that Kulikov-type category. And they have a lot of other guys. Matt Hunwick, I don't think should be skating a regular shift at the NHL level. Mike Babcock seems to love him. And then they're relying on a bunch of young guys to play pretty important roles. Uh, You know, Martin Marinson, Connor Carrick, uh, these are all the guys that are kind of in that Jake McCabe type category. And I don't know how good they're going to be. I hated the Frederick Anderson trade. I thought that was horrible. And then giving him $5 million per year over five years. That was just a horrendous deal. And it's similar to the Leonard trade that the Sabres made. I think the Sabres had a good rebuild overall. Made a lot of smart moves. But that Leonard trade is going to be one that people look back on and think, oh, just a bad move. And it, with Leonard, it's more about the players you could have gotten at that point, but at least the Sabres weren't paying him big money. He's still pretty cheap through the next two years, a two-something million dollar cap hit over the next two years, which is a fair price for him. And then he's still a restricted free agent at that point, and you could potentially trade him. It's not a long-term big money commitment. But with Frederick Anderson, they traded for him as a restricted free agent and then locked him up to a big deal, committing $5 million per year for him. It doesn't hurt now because they have they have space. They have so many young players on entry-level deals that $5 million doesn't really matter to them. They've taken on a bunch of cap, hit, uh, cap dumps over the last couple of years. But when they need to start re-signing all these guys, that is going to hurt. And that contract goes for five years. You know, Austin Matthews, in three years, he's going to need to be paid. Uh, Nylander, in two years, he's going to need to be paid. Mitch Marner, in three years, he's going to need to be paid. Morgan Riley's going to need to be paid. They have 
They're going to have a lot of mouths that they need to feed, and they're going to have this $5 million albatross. I don't know if it'll quite be an albatross, but to them I think it will be. And it's getting harder and harder to trade big money goaltenders. Unless he's lights out, then maybe you could trade him, but they probably wouldn't want to trade him at that point. But I don't expect him to be lights out. He's never been an elite NHL goaltender. And I know he hasn't had a ton of opportunity to run with the reins as the number one. But I think it's just a big risk that they took. They did such a good job collecting assets and drafting well. And they used their position, I thought, having basically unlimited money to spend far better than the Sabres did. I thought they were a lot more creative at taking on cap hits, getting picks out of it. I thought they were. I thought they had a better rebuild than the Sabres. I was saying this yesterday, watching them. Uh, I thought the rebuild was just better run overall. But that one move really just made me shake my head and question what they were doing. Uh, but I think they're going to be kind of in the position of the Sabres last year. They're going to have a big improvement. I think they're going to be. They're not going to be good enough defensively to to be able to really contend for a playoff spot. And they're just so young. The Sabres are still young too, but they have more veteran pieces in place than than that team does. But I think then Toronto, you, you kind of look at them, they're almost a year behind the Sabres. And I think next year is when you'd really see them taking that next step. And Toronto, after this year, having a year to evaluate all of their young guys, they should be able to figure out, okay, who can we package together and make a big move Ideally, they'd make a big move for, for another defenseman. Ideally, from their perspective. I don't want to see them be good. Uh, so that's really how I see, see the division going right now. And just looking at looking at, uh, at Montreal, they're not great in any one aspect of the game either. I think Gelchenyuk, he had a big year last year, big step forward. He looks like a stud. Uh, Pacioretty, obviously, he's a stud. Gallagher, he's productive, uh, a great guy to have. So they have they have a top line that they can rely on. And then I, I, I liked the Radulov signing. I thought that was a nice, pretty low risk, but very high reward, high potential reward contract there. I liked that, but I haven't liked what they've done, giving a lot of money to kind of non-core players and giving up assets for those types of players. And I think that's been Bergevin's biggest weakness in Montreal. You know, he gave gave up picks and a lot of money for Andrew Shaw. Uh, he's signed players like uh, like Yemelin to pretty big deals that have that have hurt them. Dearnay, uh it's been pretty consistent with them. And then making this big Subban for Shea Weber trade. That's obviously the big move that they made this offseason. But I don't like it. I, I think it's a downgrade in talent. Uh, Subban's contract is better. And they can talk all they want about culture and attitude. But at the end of the day, you want skill. You want talent. Talent is what wins you games over the long term. And I would, I would take Subban's talent and upside moving forward over Shea Weber, who I think he still has a lot of good years left in him, a lot of great years left in him. But... He's not going to be as good for as long as P.K. Subban is. I think Subban's going to flourish down in Nashville. But that'll be fun to watch. This is going to be an interesting team to watch. Uh, They have quite a few new faces, and new faces in important positions. 
obviously without Price, they're they're a much different team, and Carey Price makes any team into a playoff contender. I think if I had to pick right now, and I do have my NHL preview notes, Montreal would be my pick to come in third in this division. That's assuming that Price is pretty healthy throughout the season. Um, but I think this year you don't see a huge drop-off from Subban to Weber. I think Radulov's going to come in and be productive. I think they're just going to be healthier overall. It's going to be hard for them to be as banged up as they were last year, which was a disaster for them. Uh, another interesting storyline is is Mikhail Sergachev, and he was really the main player the Sabres passed up in order to get Alex Nylander in this past draft. And A lot of people called for Sergachev because he's a defenseman. Sabres had a big need there. He's a lefty, and he was coming off a great season. Obviously, Nylander was as well. But Sergachev made the Canadians, and it's going to be interesting to see how he does. And if he comes in and makes an impact, if he looks good tonight, I guarantee you there will be Sabres fans coming out of the woodwork calling for Tim Murray's head. Uh, Obviously, we need a much longer time frame than that to evaluate this pick. And I I still like the pick. I'm not sure if I would have gone with Nylander if I was in that situation, but it was pretty much a toss-up for me because I can see the need for both. The Sabres' wing depth is still pretty bad, and the wing depth is only decent because Sam Reinhardt's playing on the wing. But you got to think long-term, they want him to be at center. He was drafted as a center, played center virtually his entire career, and now he's playing on the wing. So there's a need there, and Alex Nylander will fill a need. Uh, but Mikhail Sergachev, if he turns out to be a high-level defenseman, that one's going to hurt. So I think that'll be another, another thing people are watching tonight. Um, beyond that, I don't think I have a ton else to add. I am excited to see Hudson Fashing tonight, see what kind of impact he makes. Uh, I want to see how Robin Leonard comes out. I've talked about how big of a season this is for him, and I think he's – if they do well over this time without Eichel, and right now they, they don't have Kulikov in, uh, so that makes the defense look a lot more like it did last year, Leonard's going to be huge. And if they're still in this playoff race by the time Eichel comes back, I think Leonard will have played a big role in that. If they're not, it's because Leonard didn't step up to the plate and wasn't a high-level goalie during that time period. But... I'm looking forward to seeing how he is. Uh, a slimmer Robin Leonard looked good in the preseason. I think this will be a big test for him. Uh, and then, yeah, like I said, uh, Hudson Fashing, Sam Reinhardt, I want to see the step forward that he takes this year because I think you looked at the step forward that he took from two years ago to last year. If he can take even close to that kind of jump this year, we could be looking at a 60, 70 point forward this year. Uh, and there's going to be even more pressure on him. He's going to have more responsibility without Jack Eichel in the lineup. I think he would have had more responsibility anyways, but without Eichel in the lineup, he becomes that much more important. So I'll be watching all those things. Uh, The game's actually about to start, so I'm going to get this out pretty much right before the game starts, but enjoy, and go Sabres.